0: To another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, today is a little bit of of a personal solo show. Today is something I'm just going to speak from the heart. On over four years ago, I spoke on my faith and my finances. And I think it was about five years ago, actually, when we did that episode, and when, we, when I recorded it. And a lot has changed for me and my family over that time. And so I'm now stepping back. I'm reflecting, I'm pondering on what I can share to help people that listen to this. Or maybe at the very least just asking some questions for all of us to ponder for all of us to consider. I have to confess that five years ago in 2016, finances for my family, they were good. They were really good, but they weren't great. We were saving every month. We were paying down business debt from my acquisition back in 2008. And as a matter of fact, even in 2017, It's like, man, there is no way I could retire by the time I'm 45. I'm recording this in the middle of May. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, I turned 40, the big four-oh, and that milestone is enough reason for me to wonder, how am I doing on this subject of my faith and my finances? When it comes to faith when, when it comes to money when it comes to being a steward over my finances th- there's some um, being being a man of faith and being a student of the Bible and I think even if you're someone that 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 hasn't read the Bible or maybe you're not someone that that follows the the Christian faith or maybe the Jewish faith I'm sure you've heard of common biblical phrases like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You've heard, love your neighbor as yourself. You've probably heard the love of money is a root of all evil. Now, I have to confess, I do love looking at numbers. I love looking at at money and the game of it with my businesses. I love checking our bank accounts daily. I love looking at the revenue that's coming in. On the other hand, I experience these little shocks, you know, little shock just like that of pain when I see money going out for expenses. And for me, at least, when it comes to giving, this is not easy, uh, but I know it's what I'm supposed to do and what my family's supposed to do. And for me, you know, it's really about being obedient to my faith and lovingly and willingly do it. And beyond that, doing even more, right? And I still wonder for myself, do I love money? Now, I surely appreciate what money can do for me, my family, and others. I enjoy having good food. Just yesterday, we had a, had a buffet at a pizza place, which is the first time I've been there during this whole COVID time. I, I appreciate our quiet neighborhood and the woods behind our house. I have to confess, I surely feel more secure and far less stress when I see five or even six figure bank accounts, not to mention, you know, other investment stuff. I feel accomplished as I see money rolling into our retirement accounts every month. And, you know, for me, it's not only feeling accomplished, but also knowing that I'm the kind of person that isn't a hypocrite that I am following the advice I give to other people, that I'm not only telling other people to save for retirement, but I'm doing it. And I can truly point to my situation and say, hey, do as I do and do as I say, because I'm walking this out. Yet, I grapple with cognitive dissonance. I wonder, is this something wrong? Am I loving money? And as we have grown more and more prosperous, I find myself looking more and more at my faith. I find myself considering more and more, how do we want to leave an impact on this world? My wife actually just went through some pastoral credentials and has become a licensed minister through the Assemblies of God. I lovingly call her... Reverend mother. (laughs) She's officially Reverend Serena Denniston, or I guess she's not a pastor yet. You have to be, um, what's that called? I can't think of the right word, but anywho, um, this question comes up of, of, should we sell everything? Should we sell all these businesses? Should we, we sell our house? Should we get rid of our material possessions and become missionaries overseas? Could we make an—or on the other hand, what if we kept doing more of what we're doing? Could we make an even bigger impact by reinvesting more and more money to generate more and more wealth? So that way we can fund other people that are doing those things, that are being missionaries and have given up maybe business careers or whatever. Or should we do a hybrid of the two? And so I wonder, what is my role in this? How should I be walking out my faith? Should I be giving my money, my time, both? How should I be going about that? Well, I want to share with you. I was recently reading the Bible, and... Regardless of your faith background, I I hope this will be helpful to you just to give you some things to think about. This is Deuteronomy 8. I'm going to read this to you, and the context of this in Deuteronomy 8 is the, the Israelite people enslaved by Egyptians after having been welcomed there, they then... Through miracles, Moses, right? Remember the Ten Commandments and some of those things. Leads the people out of Egypt and into basically the the desert, from what we understand. And they've been wandering around for forty years. His brother has died. His sister has died. Moses must be a pretty old dude by this point. And now he is um, the he's Moses is towards the end of his life, and um, he knows he's not going to be able to make it to the promised land. But um, his people are about to cross the Jordan to enter the promised land. And they've been starving, right? They've been starving this whole time. Well, not starving. They, they had manna. You know, they had miracles. Um, but there were some really hard times as they were out there in the desert. You, you know, lots of grumbling and um, worshiping idols and, and not God and stuff like this. So they, they've gone through this this horrendous time, and they've been tested, and they're about to come out of it, and now they're about to prosper. And uh, that's the context of Deuteronomy 8. Here's what it says. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing Out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vine and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known to humble and to test you, so that in the end it will go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. what strikes me as i read this and i think i think this is true you know again regardless of what you believe that many times we we gain wealth and we forget where we came from we forget the days that we were hungry the the days that that we were humble and We get fattened, right? Sometimes literally um, by what we do. And so I think the challenge becomes, what do we do to avoid that trap? Hello my friends and welcome back to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. And I just wanna make sure to thank each and every one of you for listening each and every week. When I get phone calls and emails and text, it really just touches my heart. And as such, I just want to make sure to bring to your attention for one of the final times that for this month, the last time I am going to have the Freedom Formula for Physicians, where you can get a physical copy and an electronic copy for only a dollar plus plus shipping. And so my friends, if you want to take advantage of that deal, make sure to head right now to www.drfreedombook.com. So that's D-O-C-T-O-R freedombook.com. And again, what you'll get for only $1 plus a few bucks in shipping, you get the whole physical copy of the Freedom Formula for Physicians plus you get an electronic copy. You get both of those things for only five bucks. And this offer is coming to an end on August 31st. If you look on September 1st or beyond, it's going to be about 10 bucks uh, for that whole entire package, which will still be better than anything you get on Amazon because you get both. But anyhow, that being said, I just want to thank you again so much for being here with me on this journey for joining me and learning about different ways to help you slash your debt, slash your taxes and live a liberated lifestyle. Again, visit www.drfreedombook.com, D O C T O R freedombook.com, to take advantage of this incredible offer to get the freedom formula for physicians for only a dollar plus shipping. Peace. I'm out. How do we navigate wealth so that we don't forget where we came from? As I've studied rich families, you know, I this becomes very, very common by two or three generations today. I've read a book recently called The Warburgs by Ron Chernow. And it's actually really sad how later generations forget, forgot where they came from. A lot of their self-worth, a lot of their culture, um, became wrapped up in money rather than, than, um, where they came from and, and, and how, how their family got started. And then the, the humbling comes again, right? It's like a movie, um, where generations later, you know, you kind of get it all over and then the whole process, the whole cycle kind of starts again. And I think about myself and, and during this coronavirus pandemic, I have to say we have been very blessed. We have prospered with all the different businesses that we have. So much so, it's changed my financial projections since I had, had a, um, that original, um, My Faith in Finances, and I did another podcast called Could I Retire by 45? Today, I think if we really wanted to, that I could retire by 45. And knowing this has really changed our finances and how I'm thinking of them. You see, this, this business debt that I had mentioned in 2017, it's gone. It's gone now. On top of that, I'm projecting with relatively small mortgage debt of about 170 k we have right now, that'll be gone by the end of 2022. So we will be completely debt-free. I don't say this to brag, I don't say this to bask in this, but I said to point out how it's changing our financial goals. And as I look at my kids, I'm really wanting them to understand um, work and understand that things don't come easy. And that, you know, you really got to um, stretch yourself. And um, I don't want to give them too much ahead of time. I don't want to give them um, too much to, um, to really spoil them, I guess we could say. And I'm really coming to think about our finances as a river. I'm really feeling, you know, just how tenuous wealth is. You know, things are amazing right now, but man, it, it may not always be that way. And I think about finances as a river I think about how it's meant to flow, how it's meant to flow into us through streams and and other rivers, how it's meant to flow through us and ultimately out of us. And as I think about this river and streams flowing in and out of the river, back a few years ago, I'd say our river was a nice size, but it didn't feed into very many lakes or oceans. You know, it just kind of kept going. As I step and look at our financial condition today, I have to say more of our river is going into lakes that we also have. On top of that, more and more parts of the river are flowing into other people's lakes and other organizations' lakes because we have been blessed with our rivers and streams that are flowing into our rivers. We're now giving more than we ever have before. Beyond the tithe to our church, we're giving money to individual missionaries and wonderful organizations that we think are making a positive impact in the world. As a matter of fact, we've done double in 2021 of what we've been doing in 2020. As we pay off our mortgage, we might be able to triple or quadruple what we did in 2020. And this, I think, ultimately giving money away, I think is really the key to not hoarding it, to not spoiling our kids with it, knowing that, hey, we're going to give them a great life, but ultimately it's going to be up to them to figure it out. And they have to make their own way and work hard for it. Does this mean that we won't be able to retire by 45 or 50 or 55? You know, maybe because we're giving giving it away. And that's the trade-off that that we're making. Um, but I think it's worth it. And um as you can tell, I struggle with some of these concepts. I have doubts around it. I think that we're doing what we're called to do, but I have nagging self-doubts. I know in many cases that we're doing the right thing. We're, we're giving time. We're giving money to people and organizations that exemplify our faith and exemplify change in the world. Could we do more? Absolutely. Absolutely, we could do more. I personally don't feel called to the mission field right now, but I'm, I have to admit I'm more open to the idea than I ever was before. I'm becoming more open to change. I may not like the idea of leaving a bunch of stuff behind, but I think I'm more open than I have been. I do know, at least in the meantime, that we are making a very positive impact on people on organizations, and I hope I can be here another year from now and be able to tell you that we've doubled our giving again. I guess I've put it out there now and you can help hold me accountable to it. And I would love to hear from you. You know, how are you feeling about your faith, your finances? If you don't have some sort of faith system, are you giving money away? Um, how how are you thinking about your long-term wealth? How are you thinking about when has the pendulum swung too far and you're loving money rather than people? When is that point for you? Let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear from you and and maybe share them in a future podcast. Send me an email, Dave at DrFreedom.com podcast.com. Again, Dave at drfreedompodcast.com. I hope you hear my heart on this. I hope you hear um, just the, the, uh, the change that that we've had in the last few years. And I hope I hope this changes you as well. I hope this this impacts you and um, I look forward to hearing from you for the freedom, Formula for Physicians podcast. This is Dave Denniston. Remember my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle.